Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2016. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Dr. Patricia McDonald, Director of Wichita Art Museum. Welcome to Issues 2018. Oh, good morning, good morning. Glad to be here with you. How long have you been Director at the uh, museum? This August, it'll be six years. It feels like a blink or a lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, and I've been in Wichita for... 11, I moved here to become director of the Ulrich Museum of Art, which is at Wichita State University. And lucky me, I was courted across town in the summer of 2012. And before that, what did you do? I've been in art museums my entire life long. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I and I worked in Tacoma, Washington, and Minneapolis, okay. Minnesota, and okay. Washington D.C. and San Francisco. So lots of places. Really? Yeah. Those are pretty interesting, great towns. Mm-hmm. Where are you originally from, then? You know, I'm one of those Americans that moved growing up and moved as an adult, but I am a West Coast person, and I discovered that when I lived on the East Coast for eight years. Well, okay. Now, for those who know don't know anything about the museum, where are you located? We are right on the Arkansas River, um, north of downtown. We're on Museum Boulevard. We're across the street from Cowtown, if people know where that is, um, and, and just due south of Botanica. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that building. You know much about the history of the building? Building is great. Uh. We, were, we opened our doors in 1935 on that same location. There have been different um, architectural expansions over the years. One in the 60s um, that they then tore down, um, a big expansion by the distinguished architect Edward Larrabee Barnes in 1977. And in 2003, um, Sam Fry was the architect for another large expansion. And then in 2015, hopefully some of your listeners are knowledgeable, uh, we opened a new art garden. There are eight acres on the property, and $3.3 million later, we turned average into a campus of just rare beauty. It's See, gorgeous. So you've got the outside part now. I remember driving by there and watching uh, watching them put that together. Yeah, uh, there are 11 sculptures out there, two new commissions. Um, we see people out there day and night. Of course, as the art museum director, um, I don't have a nine-to-five job. Mm. <laughs> I kid people that I have a cot in my office. It's really fun to be there in the evening and watch people enjoying the art garden and just being out walking their dogs, walking their kids, uh, looking at our beautiful plantings and yeah. sculpture. So uh, buildings, would, buildings been there since 1935. I live in Riverside, and I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, is it, now, do you have a basement in that building? or a, uh, We have many levels. I was going to say, I think there's some a, storage, isn't there? We, our yeah. art storage is also in the building, um, mm-hmm. not only on lower level, but in part on the lower level. Okay. Yep. Now, do you think the building's adequate for your needs in the future? We love our building. Okay. Um, one of the things, honestly, for many art museums is you get cramped with storage of the art collection. And we are in an enviable uh, position in comparison to other art museums. Yeah, we're just, we're fine. Okay. 
What are your hours of operation? We are closed on Monday. That's important for people to know. Um, and then otherwise, it's um, 10 to 5. And a little bit later on Sunday, um, then it's 11 to 5. Um, although we have a ton of evening programs, so we're, we're open later uh, quite a bit. And a very important note for your listeners, we are free all the time every Saturday. Every Saturday. So come, you know, if, if the... Price tag is the reason you're not coming to the art museum. Please come on Saturday. And I would say, you know, gosh, at least 90% of our programs. So talks and films um, that we have in the evening, those are also free. So that's the time you can come for free. So last time I was there, I brought uh, three of my grandchildren down there for their first exposure to an art museum. And they just had a ball. Just uh, loved it, as you might well expect. Music to my ears. So wonderful to hear. We have family days um, once a month um, that are also free. They're the third Saturday. So all sorts of art-making activities and fun in the gallery and sometimes theater things. It, It turns into pretty madcap art museum on and, those days. And visitors can have a pretty nice lunch there, can't they? We have a fabulous cafe, if I do say so myself. And um, if you're looking for gifts for a perfect birthday gift for someone or Christmas or Father's Day is coming up for Father's Day, we have an amazing store. I I have to sort of deposit part of my paycheck at our own and I was art in museum there. store. I, think I yeah. found something in there, too, now. We've uh, recently renovated it, and it, it's you know art museums stores overall are pretty exceptional. They are a cut above with all yeah. sorts of creative things. So mm-hmm. store is also great. And uh, how many visitors do you entertain in a year? We have seventy thousand visitors um, each year, and that's up forty percent over the past um, handful of years. Although honestly, that will change in this year. We just closed an important nationally touring exhibition, Monet to Matisse. And during the time of that run, from late February till May 20th, our attendance increased 70% over last year. Wow. People just uh, came in droves for that very special exhibition. Where Where do most of the art museum visitors come from? Are they local people? Uh, or is there a trend of any kind? It's largely local. You know, we don't track our visitors by zip code, um, so that's not um, hard data that we have. Interestingly enough, we have a lot of people who come internationally. Um, for Moneta Matisse, we actually took a telephone call from someone from Mexico City that wanted to know that when the show would be there and, and, and hours because they were going to fly up for, for the show. So largely a metropolitan area, but as Wichita draws from the state and the region, so does our art museum. Take, take us outside uh, a special show like you had. Mm-hmm. Is there a peak time during the, the year? Do more people come at Christmas time or in the summer? Or is it pretty much level? I just, no, I just looked at this, and it's interesting. Fall is um, our time of largest attendance, um, although it's pretty steady um, o- uh, across the year. And our summer audience has really been growing over the past couple of years. So that's, I mean, our, our audience has been growing overall, but um, uh, definitely in summer. And I will um, share with your viewers, uh, across the country, 
the moments of largest attendance for art museums overall are during the holidays. So uh, after Thanksgiving, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then after Christmas, um, you know, the first couple of days after Christmas. So you're there with your family and maybe you've seen enough football games or you're, <laughs> you're just trying to, you know, get out with uh, grandma and your kids and you're looking for a great intergenerational fun experience with one another. Art museums see a big uh, jump in attendance, as do we. And because of that, we program something that we call Winter Art Mania. So Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving, and then for two or three days um, immediately following Christmas, we have a very active building of family films and art making and treasure hunts and sometimes theater and just all sorts of fun activities for the general public, thinking that it's really family groups that are coming together. So good that you asked and uh, great that I get to tell your listeners about that. Can can you give us some history uh, on the art museum? How did it start in Wichita? Have you done any history study? On it, that? Of course, I have. I'm the director of the art museum. I'm, I'm devoted to you know our our beginnings um, and and our future. Um, as a woman, I'm really proud to say that the Wichita Art Museum occurred as a challenge grant from the vision of a woman. So, Louis Caldwell Murdoch, um, the wife of uh, the Murdoch family <clears throat> here in town, which is the Wichita Eagle, publishers, um, two, yeah. two publishers of, of the Eagle, um, her husband had died and she thought um, about the difference that she could make in the civic life of our community. And she is essentially staked her family wealth as a challenge grant to the city of Wichita. Dear city of Wichita, you may use um, these funds um, as a bequest. This was in her will to purchase a distinguished American art collection if you build a building, you take care of the collection, and you run a credible art museum. And the city of Wichita took her up on that challenge. So the Wichita Art Museum at this point is a public-private partnership. The building and the art collection are owned by the city of Wichita and cared by them. And then we have um, an operating agreement with um, an independent nonprofit called Wichita Art Museum Inc. And we manage and run the museum for the city of Wichita. So it really works well. And our art museum in our city was envisioned and launched by the wisdom of a woman. Do you know what year that was? She passed away in 1915. So it was a, gosh, a long time ago. And, and it was a long, long time ago. And it took, it took a little bit for the funds then to become available because she was taking care of some family members before the money was available for purchase for the art collection. And I will also share with you and your visitors, oh, my heavens. We have a world-class American art collection here in Wichita. Four Edward Hopper paintings, um, Copley and Mary Cassad and Arthur Dove. And, you know, I could go on and Winslow Homer. I could go on and on of um, really esteemed world-class paintings. And just one indicator of that are the loan requests that we get nationally and internationally we are looking at sending a Mars and Hartley painting 
um, to an exhibition in Finland, just as one example. And, and I think if I recall about that loan, after Finland, it's going on to Germany. So, so we get those requests on an ongoing basis. So you have permanent pieces and uh, – We have a permanent collection of about 10,000 works of art. Wow. So, you know, quite sizable. Um, and, 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 and to some degree, the size matters little. It's the quality that matters most. And as I just said, we have a, a, a world-class collection sitting here in Wichita, Kansas. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Dr. Patricia McDonald, director of the Wichita Art Museum. You've uh, had several special exhibits already this year. You told me about, uh, you talked about one a moment ago. Are there one or two others you'd like to talk about? We have three what I call main stage shows in a year, sort of winter, spring, and summer, and then the fall. We just closed Monet de Matisse, so... 59 masterpieces of French modernism, Impressionism, um, and onward. And and that was tantamount to a blockbuster um, for our art museum. I said before we had a 70% attendance increase with um, that exhibition, and it doubled um, our membership. We're soon to open a contemporary glass art exhibition. That One of the things that's really important to us and to most museums is that um, you know, you you might not be in love with 19th century French painting. Actually, I'm not sure uh, why anybody wouldn't love Impressionism at this point, but, you know, that might not be your cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Well, come now because um, we are about to open a contemporary glass art exhibition that involves installation art, which is a whole room environment of art and, and otherwise uh, a focus on the ancient cameo technique, um, the galleries will look wholly different than when we have had a painting exhibition. I could go on and on about that show (laughs) because um, we're opening it this Friday and it is hauntingly gorgeous. In the fall, we're opening an exhibition of documentary photography on farming in Kansas that we are calling Kansas Land, we discovered that there are two University of Kansas faculty groups of people very independently who are looking at farming practices, one from a science perspective, one from a sociology perspective. And when, we, when I found out about the second one and each of these research groups – had a documentary photographer connected to their research, I thought the Wichita Art Museum needs to be a stage for all of us to be aware of um, this new learning that's going on. So that's our fall show. So so you see 19th century French painting, um, contemporary glass art, and then documentary photography, a real – important to have a a real range. So if you come at one point and – you know, what we have up on the walls is not exactly to your liking. Ah, wait a few weeks, wait a month or two, come back, because you really are going to find something that will resonate with you. How do you determine what traveling exhibits will be on display? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, you know, at this point, it it's really intuition to some sense and, you know, an educated guessing game for we think long and hard about what people in Wichita will care about. We want 
to make an impact and have real resonance with the people who live here. So there's some things. We are a museum devoted to American art, and we're eager for, to present the work of today's artists as, as well as historically. But there are probably some things that are far enough out there that we're not going to find the largest audience for it um, here in Wichita. So we, we think, you know, the, the Kansas land, the documentary photography of Kansas farming, that's, a, I think, a good example of um, trying to put a finger on the pulse for things that a good cross-section of our public will care about because we, we are a not-for-profit organization devoted to enriching the lives of people uh, who live here. And maybe I'll take that um, and add uh, a point that that is, we are not your grandmother's art museum. We are not the silent temple. Um, there is an older expectation that art museums should be quiet and chapel-like. And that's not the Wichita Art Museum today. I love it best in the spring when um, during spring break week we offer special programming because, you know, kids are out of school and kind of on the loose. And our art museum that week is boisterous and noisy. And I love it when our galleries are activated and there's laughter and sort of, you know, uh, kids uh, enjoying themselves in our gallery. So, we're, you know, we're not your grandmother's art museum. We, we really do engage kids and young hipsters and contemporaries and, you know, people from all walks of life. But we do things, uh, you know, we are, we are a group of people, both board and staff, who want to experiment and we will try about anything once. Do you, how do you pay for it? Other than people coming through the door, do you have memberships? Um, well, I, I just stated we just doubled our membership. Yeah, so you um, have memberships. We do get city support, and yeah. I am very thankful for the city um, support. <clears throat> and otherwise, um, yes, actually a small portion, very small portion of our overall budget comes from admissions. But other earned revenue, when you come and you shop in our store, that supports us. When you and come and dine in our cafe, that supports us. We have, um, we have memberships. And there are enlightened, fabulous, generous patrons in Wichita who help us very significantly. About a half a million dollars of our budget every year comes because generous people write checks to support the art museum and the things that we do to enrich lives in this community. Uh, do you have any special fundraisers, uh, like a golf tournament or something like yeah, that? Yeah, not like that. So we start, we've had a gala that we've done yeah. you know, year after year, and we started something new last year. Now, we're not doing it this year. We, we're, we're taking this on every other year. So it was a, a project that we called Paarty, so party, but capital A-R-T in the center of okay. that. And it was a string of 22 parties that were hosted largely in people's homes. And it ran from September through November. And it was a wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, string of gatherings. And the people themselves hosted these events. 
and paid for the events. Mm -hmm. And then at the art museum, we created a booklet and we mailed it to anybody that we could think of across the community. And then you bought tickets um, to the individual events online. And the art museum um, benefited from the ticket proceeds. And we made $1,000 with that fundraiser. And, and I'm not – as we before we started the show, I confessed to you that I don't know a lot about art. Uh, how big is your challenge uh, to, to educate people about art? And you're starting with the kids, of course. But uh, it's an ongoing deal? Is it a challenge? You do that in so many different ways and and different levels. And there are different things that we do uh, very carefully. And I would tell you at this point there's a real science to what you do in the galleries to help people and engage them. We we have wall texts, for example, and we know they need to be – only a few sentences because otherwise you're not going to read it. And it it needs to be just enough and the right kind of tidbits of information to send you back to that work of art because now you have – um, a new a, a new knowledge that's going to ha- help you to look deeper. So, you know, what we do in the gallery, certainly, but all sorts of, you know, we have docent tours and we have all sorts of lectures and films and programming. And, um, yeah, it, it happens at a, a whole in a whole variety of ways at a whole host of levels. And and I would tell you, you know, it needs to be enjoyable, Mm-hmm. And it needs to be fun. So we, we find lots of different ways to, um, you know, put a little vim and vigor into it as do well. You, do you rent the facility for special private events? Uh, anybody have any weddings down there? Oh, my heavens. Like Our facility rental has gone up about 400% during my time at the museum in part because um, – we, we really put our backbone into making it available or, or marketing it. And also because formerly um, weddings were not allowed at the art museum, and I changed that in a heartbeat. It is so meaningful to me that um, anyone would think about making their lifetime family mem- memories by holding their wedding at the art museum. And your cousin Fred mm. – May never come to the art museum, but now he has because he's come to your wedding or your corporate holiday party or somebody's birthday party. At any rate, so yes, we we, we have all sorts of facility rentals, especially events. Do you use volunteers? Do volunteers play a part? Oh my gosh, we have uh, volunteer docents and board members and at the welcome desk and um, with our with the friends of the Wichita Art Museum and their book and art fair, uh, we have. We have a whole core, <laughs> a whole army of volunteers. So if there's someone out there in your listener audience and they um, are thinking that they have hours to spare and they'd like to come join us at the Art Museum, they should call us up. What's your biggest challenge as a director of the Art Museum? Getting people to come to the Wichita Art Museum. People have an expectation that the Art Museum is not for them, that art is um, intimidating, and that's part of why I mean, we just segued from facility rental that it's so important for an art museum to make themselves so open and welcoming to the public. Um, come for your um, sister's birthday party. Now we, we, you know how to get to the art museum. You've discovered that we are a beautiful and welcoming place. And when you discover that we have an outdoor concert or a film program 
or crazy winter art mania, you might be inclined to come. So very honestly, the largest challenge at the Wichita Art Museum is to get you there for a first time. To get people in the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. Although okay. we've been succeeding at that, as I've, as I've just explained to you. Um, attendance up 40% over the past five years and 70% this past spring with the Monet and Matisse exhibition. Sounds like things are going well at the Art Museum. Hey. Oh, we have a good time there. Thank you for spending some time with us here on uh, the Issue Show. And uh, maybe you can come back in a, in a few months and tell us, tell us some more about it. How about that? I would love that. Thank you for welcoming me to your studio. Our guest is Dr. Patricia McDonald, Director of Wichita Art Museum. Thanks. That's all for this edition of Issues 2018. Thank you for listening. Of course, we'll be back next week. Again, thank you for listening uh, to Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.